Good morning, Nachum. Good Arab Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Vayigash. Parshas Vayigash is a most emotional Parsha. We find this is the passionate plea of Yehuda when he pleads before thinking it's the Viceroy in Egypt. In reality, his brother Yosef. And I urge you to bring to the table tonight Tehillim Mem Ches 48 and go to Pasuk 5. Kihinei Hamlochim No Adu. Literally, behold, the kings assembled. So the Shat, the literal interpretation, according to the Radak, is nations gathered to attack Yerushalayim. They were scared and they left. However, the rabbis understand this in the Medrash. Ki no adu, the kings are Yehuda and Yosef, each representing a different Moshiach. There will be the Moshiach ben Yosef and the Moshiach ben David. And there is a struggle between them who ultimately is going to lead the Jewish people. Avru Yachtov. Our scroll translates, they came together. The Medrash understands the word Avru from Evra. There's a lot of anger there between the two of them vying for the ultimate position of leadership within the Jewish community. Ultimately, we know our name is Yehudim and not Yosefim. We find in this parasha that Yosef could not hold himself back anymore and he reveals himself to his brothers. And... Yaakov comes down, and you have that very emotional reunion between father and son. I'd like to focus on the very emotional reunion between Yosef and Binyamin. So bring the Chumash to the table tonight, and you are a few psukim before Revi'i, in chapter 45, you'll go to Pasuk 14. And the Torah tells us that Vayipol al Tzavrei binyamin ochiv vayevk, literally, he, Yosef, fell upon his brother Binyamin's neck, and he cried, Uvinyamin bocha al Tzavarav, and Binyamin wept on his neck. Now, if I were to ask anybody, what didn't you understand in this verse? And the answer is, I think it's quite obvious. The Torah is telling us of a very emotional encounter. There's two brothers, the only two sons of Rachel and Yaakov. They are finally reunited after 22 years. It's a most emotional moment. Is there anything you didn't understand? I think we all do understand 
the literal meaning of this text. Rashi comes along, and Rashi helps us. Wait a minute. Helps us? What does Rashi say on the first part? That Yosef fell upon Binyamin's neck. So clearly picking up on the plural, savre, on, quote, the two necks, or basically the two sides of his neck, says Rashi, al shnei Why was Yosef crying? He was crying for the two base hamigdash, sh'asidim lios bechelko shobinyamin, that in the future would be in the portion of Binyamin, and Sofon Lehechorev, and they would in the end be destroyed. And Binyamin cries on Yosef's neck, says Rashi, Amishkan Shiloh, because of literally the sanctuary that was in Shiloh for several hundred years, once prior to the base of Migdash, Shasidun Lios. Yosef that would be in Yosef's territory, and once again, it would be destroyed. Very strange. Perhaps, look at the verse, and you could say the verse could have been condensed. The Torah could have said simply, and they cried, without the second half, and Binyamin. It would be understood that each one was crying. I'd like to suggest the following idea. And that is as follows. We know that there are different levels and layers of interpretation of Torah. There is what we call pshat, which is understood as the literal understanding. And that, I think, is quite clear. An emotional moment, the two brothers cry. However, there's also a remez. There's also a very strong hint that the Torah is providing us, and that is as follows. Where are Yosef and Binyamin? They are now in Mitzrayim. What are they doing there? Well, God assured Avraham, Yodoa teida, this is non-negotiable, says God to Avraham in chapter 15 in Bereshis. You shall surely know ki that your children are going to be strangers in a land which is not theirs. And va'avodum, they're going to be made into slaves, Inui, and they're going to be oppressed and persecuted. This has to happen. The Jewish people have to come down to Egypt. It's God's plan we will be taken out of Egypt, we will be brought to Sinai, and this is the Kur HaBarzel, as the Torah calls it in the fifth book. This is literally the manner in which we were purged of our impurities and readied for Sinai. However, here it comes. Harbe Shluchim Lamakom. There are many different ways that God could have brought the Jewish people down to Egypt. There could have been a plan B and there could have been a plan C. But unfortunately, what was the plan? It was plan A. And what did we do and how did we come down to Egypt? We came down to Egypt with Sinas Chinam, because unfortunately the brothers hated one another. We came down to Egypt because of Lo Yochlu Shalom, because they could not speak kindly, respectfully 
peaceably one to another. So the Torah is unfortunately hinting to us that Yosef and Binyamin, of course they are caught up in the moment. Of course it is to be understood that they were so happy to see one another after 22 years. But upon reflection, there's a further cry that they were able to see into the future that the same causes that brought about the exile and brought them into exile now and ultimately to destruction, that this would be the same causes in the future, that the Beis Amigdosh is going to be destroyed because of the breakdown man-to-man, because of Sinas Chinam, that throughout Jewish history there's going to be this terrible divisiveness amongst the people. Instead of focusing on that which unites us, and there is so much that does unite us, unfortunately, we focus on those areas which separate us, which we really should not do. Let's remember, Yaakov blesses each one of the Shvatim in next week's parasha of Vayechi, each one has their own character. And as Rev. Yaakov Kamenetsky says so beautifully in his MS Yaakov in Parshas Bamidbar, where you have the Jewish people encamped around the Mishkan, as long as the Mishkan is in the center, there are no less than 12 different ways to come close and relate to God, be it intellectually, be it emotionally, be it through business, be it through Torah. There are so many different ways that the person, be it through science, that one can come to Torah. And we have to respect the other one who comes to Torah through their way. And this is so important because this coming Tuesday is Asura B'Teves, the 10th day of the month of Teves. The Navi Zachariah, and I know the table is getting crowded. We've already brought the Tehillim for Perik Memches Pasukei. We brought the Chumash for Perik Memhei and now we're bringing it's a long night the Navi Zachariah from Treyasar and we're turning to chapter 8 and we're going to Pasuk 19 and there the Navi says and the Navi promises strong word that Somoravii, the fast of the fourth month which is the month of Tammuz Nisan is the first month Iyar the second Sivan the third Tammuz the fourth the fast of the fourth month, which is Shavasa Batamas, when they broke through the walls of Yerushalayim three weeks prior to Tishabav, in conjunction with the second base of Migdash, and Somachamishi, which is Tishabav, and Somashvi, which is Som Gedalia in Tishrei, and Somoasiri, which is this Tuesday, the tenth day of the tenth month says the Navi, and he promises us, These fast days will be holidays. Please God, we, our children, our grandchildren, will not have to fast on these fast days. They will become holidays. But until that point, we need to fast. What happened on 
Asura Bateves. So we know that on Asura Bateves, the Navi Yecheskel, who was in Bavel, was told by God to write down that on this day, this was the day that Nebuchadnezzar put a siege around Yerushalayim in conjunction with the destruction of the first base of Migdosh. The siege lasted for two and a half years, and unfortunately, this was the quote beginning of the end, which led to the ultimate destruction of the first base of Migdosh, which literally the second one paled, was considered like the moon as opposed to the first base of Migdosh, which was the sun, meaning there was so much more, Hashroas Shechina, there was so much more of the divine presence found in the first base of Migdosh than there was in the second. Our rabbis tell us that in each and every generation, when the base of Migdosh was not built, so we have to realize that yes, it was destroyed in their day, but it wasn't built in our day. We share some of that responsibility. And that's what we take upon ourselves this Tuesday. Unfortunately, some of the responsibility. And therefore, we try to learn on Asura Bateves the message that the Torah is communicating to us through Yosef and Binyamin. Otherwise, you have to ask yourself, why is this put in the Torah in the first place? And the answer is, as the Maharal, in his Gur Aryeh, says, this moment, a very personal one, a very private one, a very emotional one, between Yosef and Binyamin, this too is Maseyovos Siman Labanim, is literally a portent for the future. And we pray that we will learn from the mistakes of yesteryear, and we will come to appreciate and look upon the good in the next one as opposed to, ouch, looking upon the negative, thereby helping to bring about, we pray speedily in our day, the prophecy of the Navi Zachariah. Shabbat Shalom to all.